This episode dedicated to Keshet Kaseroti Kalfa from Kibbutz Amar, who was found dead at the site of the rave festival in Rain. This is Thursday, October uh, 12th. The war continues. Uh, the Israeli Air Force is still heavily bombarding uh, Gaza. Rockets are still coming out of uh, Gaza. At night, uh, I heard that terrorists caught on Israeli soil, probably uh, who were in hiding since Saturday. Perhaps there were more infiltrations. We're not clear on that. Strikes in uh, Lebanon and Syria. Israeli military apparently trying to take out an airstrip uh, over there. We are still in, in, in Israel. Kids are uh, not at school. Most of the country is uh, staying safe, staying indoors. We've had uh, orders from the military to uh, get food and water for 72 hours and stay in our shelters. Uh, many Israelis are uh, thinking about the horror stories of terrorists just coming into homes, coming into safe rooms, to shelters, grabbing people, murdering families in front of their eyes, kidnapping children, elderly women, civilians, unarmed civilians, killing them, kidnapping them. People are very, very scared, coming up with ways to, to lock their houses and lock their shelters so an infiltrator could not come in. We're reading unbelievable uh, reports I guess we should say trigger warning if you're listening to us. There are things that are too um, disturbing to really take in, but they need to be said that uh, official reports from some of the places in Israel, Kfar Aza, Beri, it's just uh, piles of bodies burned, uh, bodies of children and women and, and men and elderly decapitated. People murdered in front of their families, bodies abused, apparently uh, raped. People raped kids, babies. Uh, the, um, we, ha- we were seeing videos of uh, Hamas terrorists in interrogation explaining that they were told to desecrate the bodies, to, to dirty them, is the quote that I saw from a terrorist. The, the cruelty, the barbarism is something that we have not seen even by the Nazis in the Holocaust. That's, that's the comparison people are making. The psychological toll is incredible. How to explain this to our children, how to sleep at night when we have these pictures in our heads. Um, that's the power of terror. I should say uh, something about these reports in terms of what's happening on the other side. Uh, I guess I'll try to comment on that in tomorrow's report. I, I want to, to tell the, the story of Keshet. First of all, Keshet means rainbow. I used to volunteer in kibbutz, which one of you who don't know what it is, is like a small community who share everything, like money, food, education, 
everything. And this guy came like born to the most hippie, the, 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 the perfect opposite of, of war. Like this community was really avant-garde during the time. It was, um, this place was, um, how do you say, Nivna? Kilo. It was built. Ukam. Ah, it was built in the 70s and they actually when they do when they did like the first meeting what they want to do in this kibbutz like how they want it to be like what is their agenda literally they were 20 years old and they decided that it's going to be kibbutz that it's their agenda is that they want to have fun there literally what do they want to have fun Oh, they wanted to have fun? Yes. They, they started a kibbutz, a cooperative society in the South, in the Arava, in the desert. And the whole, their whole mission was to have fun? Exactly. And this, what kind of fun? Like what, what did fun mean to this community? Like in the 70s, it was like to be naked in the swimming pool and to grow like um uh weed in like you know like uh, uh wild in in like in the middle of the like near the the garden and near the the flowers uh, outside the dining room like the collect collective dining room uh, yeah the collective kibbutz cafeteria those time even the even um mayor ariel which is like the kind of the israeli dylan there's like a footage from his um, Israeli tour that he performed there. It was a place to be in the past. And 30 years later, or 40 years later, when I was 18, I, I went there to volunteer. And it was the best year of my life. I was 18 before military and understanding like how shitty places Israel and this place still kept the young spirit a bit like a re rebel oh re like like a rebellious spirit but what did you mean when you said like Israel is like a shitty place like I think maybe maybe some of our people are like what do you mean man like are you not into this place I, you mean like it's just really difficult to live here there's a lot of violence there's a lot of fear there's a lot of like impossible situations that are really difficult to navigate is that what you mean by shitty cuz that is financially difficult like everything's difficult here like you mean shitty like difficult I, I or I think shitty in a sense that I've one year later I've been in the me I I went fuck it why should I like say went go uh, <laughs> like I do, I know that this is not like the correct word to use, but fuck it. I've been in the military. I went to the military and then, you know, you understand. You understand like the situation. You you go to, to serve like in east of Jerusalem and you see in your eyes the occupation. Like you understand. You, underst you understand what's going on here. You understand the lie they sell you when you was high school. My mother. Answer that. That's important. So, um, 
she was worried, don't worry. I always answer a call from your mother. Yeah. Where have I been? Never mind. This is a big uh, sogrime. The, the older, like my military experiences to another, what do you have to say? And I also think that maybe it's a exclamation because there's no nuance. Exclamation? It's kind of a parenthetical aside, I guess. We go back to Keshet. So, I've been there in age 18. This is the hippiest place in Israel, like period. Like young people all over the world that come, came, volunteered there. There is like, you know, there is no money involved there. It's, it's, you're just stuck in the middle of the desert, just hanging out with your friends with this beautiful view in front of you. It's like, you can maybe describe how it looked like, like the palm tree and... Oh, it's like definitely desert. I mean, it has palms and these rocky formations, these, these mountains. I, there's so many microclimates here. I'm not the, in the best position to accurately describe it. But you did it better than me. <laughs> anyway, I have this image of this boy. I think it was seven He was really into Amidat Yadayim. Oh, he was into like handstands. Yeah, like walking all day on his hand. This kid was like extremely beautiful. He had like this, it looked like from, I don't know, like, like a band member of Oasis, but with like blonde hair. Uh, like the mushroom cut. Like the mushroom cut, but really blonde. And extremely free, like walking barefoot, like everywhere and extremely communicative. The distance between like to born and to raise your child in the most like hippie, remote community in Israel. And in the end, to find him dead by terrorists that literally shot him while he, while he danced. And this is some hardcore, dark shit. So I'm going to the funeral. Um, we was after this recording, I'm going. It's like three and a half hour from Tel Aviv. I'm not taking my computer, which is kind of like make me uncomfortable because this podcast have been like a distraction, like a, a escapism from reality, just like to deal with the podcast, like to, to keep going on and do that. I think it's good that you're not going to take your computer. I think it's really important to sit with our feelings right now. Um... I, you know, I've been on go mode, you know that we've talked about it. And this morning, um, one of my closest girlfriends called from LA just to be like, baby, how are you? And I just, I just had a meltdown and I didn't like really have the space to really sit with my own feelings for more than um, just here and there, you know, it would be like uh, yesterday was really hard during the day, you know, to get 
a, a picture in the WhatsApp group of my nephew who's a paratrooper. Um, we haven't been able to speak to him in a few days and, and for now, like he's, he's safe and, and we think of him, but I, you know, I had like a mini shortness of breath and then I, I was just like, focus on your breath, focus on your breath. There's like things to be done. There's things to be done. Like I didn't, you know, and I was on a working group call, like in a closet in the basement yesterday because there were air raid sirens going on and um, with people who joined uh, for one minute to the next and just really rallying um, from different geographies. And uh, my sister was like texting from California and she was like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I had to like hold the room on that zoom with all these people that I gathered together. And I was text, I was like one second, I was texting her, just, you know, count, call this person, just be with them. I'm here. Then we spoke after the call and, you know, she was like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. And I said, you know, you know, what would be the best thing for you to do right now (laughs) would be just take the day and just be with your feelings. Just fucking feel them, feel this angry, rage, sadness, feelings of betrayal, the fear, the sad, all of it. Just be with it. Call someone that you love. If they want to come over and be with you during that time, that would be great. I would feel better knowing that. Turn off the news for a second. Know that you have helped me become the person I am now, where I am doing this work. And you've always been supporting a million people through everything. The best thing you can do right now is to sit with these feelings because if you sit with them, I really do believe like your capacity to fill your own cup and fill other people's cup is just that much greater. It's, it's, it's really hard to just be here with this and not escape. And I'm, I think it's good that you're not going to have your computer with you. It's, it's hard to articulate what I'm trying to say, but Does that, does that make sense at all? When we first started talking about this, which feels like a million years ago, but it was what, five, six days ago, you spoke about the importance of, of us doing this as a historical document that there's, you know, there's, there's, there's going to be a time and space for unpacking this with like the perspective of after someone on the call last night said something so beautiful. Everyone was so moved, um, calling in from Brooklyn. And he said, the future is longer than the past. And everyone on the call was just blown away. One guy was like, marry me. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Norman. Like, wow, the future is longer than the past. And when you're really close to something, you don't really have that much of a shadow. Like the distance is so minimal. It's so raw. It's changing so quickly. You know, one second I'm having a meltdown. The next second I'm like holding space for someone else. After that, I'm like rallying and like, okay, women, men, we got this, you know? And then it's, it's so many different things. Like it's changing. It's changing at such a crazy pace that I think having that sort of, for me at least, that like grounding practice of 
coming to this, coming to this space that we've built here to like commit to this is a kind of snapshot and later on we'll be able to, you know, unpack it. Um, we didn't do the disclaimer today, but again, going piggybacking off that, you know, this is unprecedented harrowing. Those are just words. I don't, you know, it doesn't even cut it. Like you're struggling with words. I'm a native English speaker and I am at a loss at this point. Um, I write morning pages and did the artist's way last year. So every morning with like a few exceptions since July of 2022, I've been writing and it helps me so much, you know, like synchronicity stuff happens and this happens and you run or you wake up in the morning and you feel like really anxious. And then there's just like a place where I can like dump that stuff, you know? And if I want to, I'll come back to it later. Like it's in my morning pages that I had that dream involving the star of David on Friday night. I woke up Saturday morning early, wrote it, finished writing my morning pages. And then the first siren went on. It, it helps me stay present to know that there's a place outside of myself that can hold the enormity and vastness of my experience as a human without dumping it on other people. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a practice that's there for me. It's like um, people that practice yoga every day and they, they talk about like, you know, I show up to the mat every day, or it's like an athlete that, that, you know, shows up to practice every day and you practice and you practice and you practice. And, and, and sometimes you don't know why you're doing something. You don't know why you're working on something and you don't know why you wrote that thing, or you don't know why that thought came to mind. And then you catch it or you pay attention to it. And later on, it starts making sense. My whole life, I, kind of felt out of place or like I was just hyper fragmented in terms of different geographies and skill sets and industries and social groups and ways of being and all this stuff. And it's like all there. It's all, it's all in you. Like as fragmented as you feel, as split open as you feel like this home, this ultimate destination that we have, this, this body is, is my ultimate you know, home. And then there's the beyond. I don't, I don't know. Ram Das, the late great Ram Das said, we're all just walking each other home. And I wrote in the family WhatsApp group this morning, and it was really a message for my nieces who are just in New York. And I can't even imagine what they're going through um, with my nephew being here serving God knows we're up there. And I wrote to them that, you know, a home built with sticks is only as strong as it can withstand wind. So it'll blow over. And then there's, you know, a home built with stones and someone can just knock those over. And, and I had this realization yesterday, you know, like those growing pains, that stuff is real. Like it's not so sturdy. And then you build yourself up and, and you get knocked down and you build yourself up and, and you get knocked down, you build yourself up even more. And then for me, it's this realization of that prioritization I made for it, like healing from the inside and having this, like my body spirit, like not the physical location where I live, not the material aspect of my day-to-day -day life that that has allowed me to kind of expand 
and quickly and be present and connect more. And it's given me reserves of strength. I didn't even know I had, I don't know if it's making sense. It's like something that it's kind of like one of those, you know, you know what it is. It's like one of those feelings that you have that's like so clear and direct inside of you, but it's like, how do you begin to explain it? You know what I mean? Like, it's like clear. It's like when you're in the shower and you know, you have these thoughts and it's boom, boom, boom. But then you go to say it out loud or you go to write it on the page and it's just like, words are jumbling together. Like they're not, well, I start from here, from there. But like in my brain, when I was talking to myself, it was like one thing, the next thing, the next thing. And then there's like a linear. And then, you know, you try to like take it out and it's just like boop, boop, boop. Like the magician, like pulling fabric out of the hat or something. It's just like a, you yeah. have, you know, this voice that from before should be like, uh, in Hebrew, you say, medovev. Oh, like, uh, like dubbing for like dubbing anime for cartoons. cartoons. Say it again. Um, like, dude, <laughs> like, oh, and then, <laughs> oh, and then like, here's a thought and here's another thought. And then like, it's going to be like, rrr, rrr. yeah, I can see like, I don't know, um, <laughs> maybe a huge, um, let's think maybe like the kind the a version of goofy, <laughs> but a different animal. You know what I mean? I love that. It's probably like, in maybe my case, it's like, <laughs> I love that you said that because the adorable girl who I'm sheltering in place with and that family, she has been um, pretending that the floor of the house, sometimes she'll be like, oh, it's water. And then she gets on the floor and she's like fake swimming in it. So yesterday I was like, oh my God where's turtle? We should invite turtle. And like, we brought him along for the ride. And then we were just like, if you can imagine us kind of breaststroke crawling across the house. And then she looks at me and she's like, you're a big turtle and I'm a little turtle. <laughs> so we have a lot of turtle power going on next door. Um, so maybe, maybe it's all, you know, it's all connected. Shout out to my, I have ice in my mouth and I'm trying to do the credits. <clears throat> Shout out to Maya Schlesinger, our new designer. And very talented. Extremely talented. Like really like making massive strides in the whole like mid journey AI generated art space and winning awards. It's like her side hobby. Tal Stadler, you had, I had Tal Stadler, we love you. I we cannot imagine the difficulty you're feeling there right now. In Hebrew, you say Kavana. Yeah, the most important thing is is you know she was there. She was you know she is here. It's yeah. just it's a it's a really hard time. Everyone's doing the best they can. Thank you to Shema Productions and Digital Distributions Company. <laughs> no, thank you to Shema Podcast and Sound Creation, which distribute the podcast uh, podcast and give me some panasa and gives gives you some moolah so that you can keep going yeah that I could keep doing this um wonderful treatment that's happening here and, and what else ah and gabby reiner i don't know maybe she will, will stand with us maybe no now she we, is 
She is doing God's work right now and we love you and we are grateful for your service and um, yeah maybe Jonathan Gall is gonna be your replacement let's see oh, I need to speak with him soon thank you to Dor Comet um, who is not only editing and co-producing and the other voice I mean the voice other than mine on this podcast the progenitor of this whole idea and the person who put an idea into action within two seconds flat or less during extremely challenging times and I'm Amy Sapan thank you for listening stay safe it's crazy that this is like the sixth time I've ever like recorded like I've never done this before I'm really grateful to you for like this has been one of my dreams you know and a lot of people like I'm in a music jam you're gonna love this I'm gonna jam underneath the the gelata store next to the Nueva it's a beautiful space there's a Kazan Hashim Efsakta Shema!